we don't get many facts in this world. There are so many things that are not guaranteed, but there's one thing that is guaranteed. And that is, unfortunately, at some point, we're all going to die. And it's like, with all the things that we can have in this world that could give us some sort of like, this is 100% gonna happen, it sucks that it's like that, but that's all we get. And so with that being said, at some point, unfortunately, not only are we going to die, but we're going to lose somebody that we really care about. Like that, that is the truth. At some point, a mom, a dad, a brother, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, somebody that you love is going to pass. And I just don't think it's spoken about enough. It's so taboo. Who likes to sit down and think about these things? I understand it. But sometimes it's like almost dangerous how much we avoid the truth. And I just think that there's things that we can do. There's conversations that we can open up to make the experience when it actually happens not as surprising. It's a hard thing because no matter what, it's going to hurt, right? But it's like, if we can do a better job and not being so in denial about the truth, it could go a long way. So I really wanted to take this episode and talk deeply about my experience at Francesco's funeral and wake. Funeral and wakes are very common. For a very long time, I felt almost like a sense of like shame. Like, why am I here? Why is this happening to me? I felt very alone. It's like, nobody else has to deal with this. Why me? And I was so wrong. Like, everybody in this world, unfortunately, at some point, has to do these things as well. And it's not just me. And it's just... I wish it was spoken about enough. It's so taboo, these funerals and wakes. And I mean, what really is a funeral and a wake? What's the point of it? For me, I think it's it's like closure for us humans. Like we go to these things and we almost like honor the person by showing up at a funeral or a wake and just showing our respect, giving them that last look, giving them that last goodbye. And it's painful. So let's dive into it my experience. There's a lot of preparation that comes with funerals and wakes. And for me, I was very hands-on with his parents about everything that needed to be done prior to setting this all up. One thing that comes to mind is we needed to pick an outfit for Francesco in the casket. And I'm sitting down with his parents and we're thinking about a whole bunch of different outfits that maybe we could put on him. And you know, these are disturbing conversations to have, right? You're trying to like function, planning, in my sake, the love of my life's funeral. So I'm sitting down in my head with his parents and I'm, I'm thinking like, what outfit would Francesco realistically feel so good wearing? That Because he was always so into his looks and he always wanted to look the best. And I remember there was this one photo shoot that we did together and he loved the outfit that he was wearing in it. So I showed his parents, I'm like, well, what about this outfit? And they're like, we love that, that's perfect. And it's just like, wow. I mean, I remember this photo shoot like it was yesterday. I mean, me and Francesco were having so much fun at this photo shoot. 
And now I'm using that outfit that he was wearing that he felt so good in for his casket? What? I mean, it's things like this that you're just like, what is happening? And you're navigating on autopilot. It's an interesting thing to kind of dive into. Like autopilot's like you're functioning and you're getting tasks done, but it's like you're not comprehending everything that's happening entirely. Like it's just too much for the brain, the mind, the soul. It's so painful. <laughs> then I needed to pick out flowers and help his parents like kind of decide how he wanted to like organize the room and I remember my mom took me because I wanted to get my own personal flowers for him and we went to this flower shop and I walked in and uh, you know the lady's showing me all these different flowers that I can pick and I'm looking at these flowers and I'm just thinking again it's like I don't want to pick out these flowers I don't want to be here right now I, I don't want to like do any of this I don't want to plan this shit but then I'm like I don't have a choice I don't have a choice. So I tell the lady, I'm like, whatever flowers you think. Like, I don't even want to look at the options. Like, this is disturbing. And she's like, okay, no, no, no problem. So she gives me this little piece of paper that I need to, like, write down a little message for the flowers. Like, you write, like, a personal letter. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. So I get the piece of paper. She gives me a pen. I go to write down, like, a message for Francesco on the piece of paper. And I just can't. I couldn't. There was nothing that like a two by four piece of paper could do for me, for him. No message in this world that can explain what's going through my head right now. So miss, respectfully, just take this piece of paper, take the pen. I gotta go. I gotta go. I can't do it. I can't. Like there is so much to the whole journey of, again, preparing the wake that I just wish almost like I was like prepared for and you know there's really no way obviously to prepare for these things because it's like you don't know when it's gonna happen but i'm talking about them because i almost wish that there was like a podcast out there that i personally came across or something that i can listen to that can make me feel less of like a, a freak for having to do these things like i wanted someone to relate to so bad i felt so alone and that's why i really want to just dive into these specific moments of this journey of planning that wake. Another thing I had to do, I had to sit down with his phone and go through all his pictures with me, his friends, his family, and pick out pictures to present at his wake. So, you know, Typically, you put up baby pictures of the person that's passed or there's a slideshow of pictures or whatever it is. So I had to gather all his pictures and I'm holding his phone and I'm going through his pictures and I already know him so well. So I know the pictures he would want to showcase and stuff like that. But I'm like sitting with his phone and I'm like, it's so crazy to me how he's gone but all his materialistic things are still here. Like I'm sitting in his room on his phone and I'm looking around. I see all his colognes. I see his favorite belts that he brought, his, his shirts, like everything that he's ever purchased in his life is still in his room and he's gone. And it just made me like remember all this materialistic shit that we get does not come with us when we're gone. 
And it's like we stress in and it's like so much like we care so much about it in this generation and I get it. We all want to look good and cool and whatever it is. But I just want to remind you that when you really look and you sit down and you think about what life really is about, it don't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not going with you. And these are things that he loved. He loved his phone. He loved his belts. He loved his colognes. He loved his Gucci this, Gucci that. Didn't go with him. Just his soul. Just his character. The person that he was. That was the only thing that was left. When he, when he went. It's the only thing he took with him. <sighs> really makes you think. Really does. It's a very uh, eye-opening situation. When you have it right in front of you. It's like your whole life just... Whoop, 360s. Another thing I had to do was write his funeral speech. So his parents came up to me and they said, would you be willing to do a speech on behalf of all of us? And in that moment, I had like a mini anxiety attack because I was like, oh my God, that's such a big ask, but also in like a beautiful way. Like I'm honored that you guys want me to do this. But I was really nervous about it because, again, I was navigating on autopilot. I didn't really think I would have it in me to put words together, right? So one day, I told his parents, I'll try. That was my answer. I'll give it everything I got if it could come to me. So I'm sitting down with my friends in my house one day, and I'm like, you know what? I was like, can you guys do me a favor? Grab a pen, grab a paper. I'm just going to say things out loud. Can you guys write it down for me? So I start just speaking everything that I ever wanted to say to him. And they're just like writing it down for me. And, and all of a sudden, like, there was just like this beautiful masterpiece that was created. It was the best thing I could have possibly done. Because everything that I really was holding inside that I couldn't get on that piece of paper, you know, when I was at the flower shop, it was all on this piece of paper. And it felt so good to get off my chest. It was such a powerful moment and I didn't even read back what we had written down, but I was like, you know what, like, I'm just going to go with whatever this is and I'm just going to read it if I can and we'll see what happens. So that in itself was probably only like the most therapeutic experience where I was like, okay, like that kind of made me feel better. So preparation's done, right? Now it's the day of the wake, the day of the viewing. So I wake up and I'm just like, the first of all, there's tons of people in my house. I had friends and family, cousins, brother, I mean, on and on and on. And I'm just like trying to figure out like what I'm going to wear. And I didn't really care what I had to wear. I didn't even want to pick out an outfit, but I was like, I need to kind of look somewhat presentable like I can't look like a slob like if I feel like I physically am put together maybe I could be put together like mentally for today so I like have people help me put this outfit together I just pick up and I go I get to Francesco's house I meet with his family because we were going to be the first ones that get there and you guys could imagine the energy of just feeling so deeply depressed <laughs> I don't even know. I, I'm sure there's a stronger word out there that can describe the actual feeling in that moment. But so we all meet up and we get in the car and we're driving to the wake. And I'm just like shaking in my boots 
like oh god it's crazy while I'm saying it I feel the anxiety in the car driving like I know what I'm about to walk into I'm about to see my boyfriend the love of my life gone in a casket and here's the craziest part about this Francesco and I have been to many funeral and wakes with each other for, you know, someone's grandmother or old relatives that we've had, right? And Francesco had a system when we went to funerals. It was when you get there, Caitlin, you know, we go in together, we pay our respects, we walk up to the casket, we we kneel down, we pray over the body, you know, we do the sign of the cross, we, we greet the people that are most affected by this loss and we kind of just sit in the back of the room and we respect the environment and you know for me I always was like well if I don't know the person that much I don't know if I want to go up to the body and he was like it's just the respectful thing to do so I'm driving to his wake thinking about the rules that he had that he taught me on how to do this the most respectful and I'm like How foreshadowing is that? Like, I know what he wants me to do. I know what he's expecting me to do when I get there. I'm going to walk up to his body. I'm going to kneel over him and I'm going to pray. Like, what? Like, if somebody told me three years ago when he was having this conversation, you know, with me that I was going to have to do this for him, I would tell them they're lying. But like, that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm talking about this because you really don't know. You don't know. And it's scary because it's so, it's just, it's very, life is so unpredictable. It's crazy. So I walk into his wake and I'm just like tiptoeing, me and his whole family. Like no one wants to do this. Nobody wants to do this. We walk in and I just, I walk up to him just thinking like, wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. There's really no words to describe that moment of quote-unquote closure that you're supposed to get. Looking at the person that you love laying there. Not in there, by the way. Gone. But there. His body's there. That body that I've hugged and kissed and intimacy whatever it is like you just you think you know you're looking at the person you love and you're thinking about everything like your whole experience with them is like flashing before your eyes and all you want to do is just like go back in time and just relive all that all over again me and him got a a tattoo together he had the k behind his ear and i had the f i still have it of course and um I'm looking at his K behind his ear laying in this casket. And I'm like, wow. Because I remember when he said, you know, when we get this tattoo, now you know this is forever. I'm going to have this until I die. And I'm th- remembering him telling me that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is really happening. I'm also just looking around the room. You know, we're the first ones in this viewing. Looking at all the flowers, looking at, the slideshow that we made and seeing our TikTok videos and just feeling really empty inside. It's interesting too because Francesco had a dream a couple days before he passed away. I'll never forget this. He told he woke up very disturbed. It was a dream of him 
at a hall. He didn't know if it was a catering hall. He looked like a nice place. Everybody was dressed in black. And he knew everybody in, in the place, in the hall. But he would try to go up to everybody to say, hey, you know, like try to talk to everybody, me, his mom, whoever it was. But nobody could see him. And when he told me that, I was very disturbed because I I didn't want to show him that, obviously. I was like, oh, don't worry about it. It's a nightmare because I think he knew deep down what the dream was implying. And so did I. But, you know, I'm now I'm in his wake and I'm like, is that what's happening to him right now? Is he here and he's trying to talk to me and I can't fucking see him? Like, you know, I'm thinking about his dreams, our conversations, flashbacks in the past. It was a crazy experience. But it's very, when I look back now, empowering to be able to find the strength to do these things, right? Because unfortunately, this is a part of our life. And when you look back, you're you're happy, you know, like me. A year later, I'm looking back and I'm like, I'm very proud of myself for being able to face this. Because if I didn't, I would have felt not the closure that I have now doing it. So I do recommend to anybody that has a funeral or a wake go to these things face those triggers like deal with it head on really just take that step and do what you gotta do to take those steps in the better direction of healing because the funerals the wake they're all a part of your healing experience as your life continues on there were so many people that came to francesco's funeral and wake And one of the most memorable moments for me was feeling just so appreciated by everybody. You know, like everybody was coming up to me and saying, you know, thank you for staying by his side and thank you for doing what you did for him. And it it felt so um, good. It felt so good. It really did. And I needed that. Because, you know, I didn't feel like I did enough. So, if you're watching this and you're one of the people that's, you know, said something to me, thank you. (laughs) But, uh, no, it really, it really was beautiful. And I'm glad I was able to kind of listen as much as I could. Because, again, in and out of autopilot, walking around numb. But I was really listening to what people were saying to me. And I was very grateful for uh, all the beautiful things that I still to this day will remember people saying to help me heal, right? It's like, oh, I remember this person said, you know, you did everything you could and it helps. It helps a lot. After his viewing that night and then going into the next day of his actual funeral, I had a dream and it was a dream that Francesco gave me this big, tight teddy bear hug and it was just so tight like I remember waking up like choking right and in the dream he was giving me this big hug and he's like I love you you're gonna kill it tomorrow and I woke up and I'm like I first of all I was like because <clears throat> it was literally so tight but I didn't know what he meant by you're gonna kill it tomorrow like kill what like what is he talking about and so I wake up I get ready for the funeral which was a rough one in itself. I think the viewing was worse because you're looking at his body, but the funeral is like that really, that last goodbye, like this is it. And that in itself is already enough to just have you depressed. Um, But I, I woke up knowing 
that whatever it was that I was about to do, I was supported by him. Like, that's just what the dream made me feel like. I was very scared to go to his funeral for many different reasons. Number one, I didn't want to say goodbye to him. I didn't want to have to do it. And I just... I just remember feeling so hopeless and just exhausted of feeling just so hurt. And I end up, of course, going, right? And I'm already scared, not even because of the last goodbye, but because I have to do this speech that I wrote with my friends. I, I didn't even read over the speech. Again, I remember I just spitballed all the things that I wanted to say and just they wrote it down for me. And as I'm sitting in this funeral and, and the priest is talking, I'm like shaking shaking like oh my god I, I can't go up there and do this I don't have it in me I don't even know who I am where I am like I'm just a mess and his brother came up with me thank god Fabrizio I love you um that was really nice of him it was so supportive his whole family was so supportive of me doing this I mean it was this it was their idea and I just knowing that they trusted me with this I was like I need to do this and I know Francesco would want me to do this he's like you better talk hello what do we do all that tiktok being in front of the camera being in front of people think for nothing you better talk so i was like okay i have to do this i go up there god and i'm just reading the words off the paper and all of a sudden i'm like not only am i reading words off the paper it's like i'm so in the moment like, I felt like I was talking to Francesco. Like, whatever, there was a huge amount of people there, too. I mean, the church was packed out. People were, like, standing in the back. But I couldn't see them. I can only see Francesco, right? It was like, I'm just talking out into the open, and I'm, like, talking to him. And it just felt so good to do. Like, I was so... It was so much passion in everything I said. I meant every single word. And I'm so proud of that funeral speech. I don't know how I did it. But I have to say, if you get an opportunity or, you know, you're challenged by somebody to say, hey, would you want to speak? I really recommend doing it. I know it's not easy to do. And I didn't even think I could do it, but I can't begin to explain how good it feels once you actually like stand up there and you speak from your heart. It, it was it was my first step into not only being able to talk out my emotions, make me understand things a little more clearly. That was the turning point in like my healing. Like I, I can I can face and understand everything and I can like talk to him and feel like a sign of relief and I thought back to the dream that I had the night before of him saying you're gonna kill it and I was like oh he meant the speech like that's what he meant because when I was done speaking you guys like everybody just stood up like stood up it was like a standing ovation and I was so like um happy I was like, wow, like, thank you. Thank you for clapping. Thank you for acknowledging how hard this is because it made me just feel like I really, like, accomplished something. I don't know. I can't explain it, but I just felt so empowered. And I'm like, I, I almost wanted to, like, stand up 
for everybody else for listening to me and I, I wanted to say like thank you for listening and giving me that space to speak and you know letting me open up my heart to this church right now like you're thanking me like thank you for being here and it was just such a beautiful moment and I when I look back now I just I think that I know the whole thing of how hard it is to face these wakes and funerals and just the idea of death. I understand. But it is a part of our lives and we cannot keep running from talking about this. We need to be okay with open conversations about it because it's a part of us and it's never going to not be a part of us. And I am just here to open that chapter for us because we deserve to be okay with it.